0: Hello and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers, and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson, and I'm founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Anthony Canada, CMO of Gainsight. Hope you enjoy it. Anthony Canada, CMO of Gainsight. welcome to the podcast Thank you thanks for having me on yeah well it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here here we are at uh, Sasta. Mm-hmm. we're in a quiet room we're not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, there's no throng going on right. or whatever um, so for anyone who doesn't know uh, what gainsight mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched your, your presentation with Nick your CEO yesterday which was a, a great explanation what the hell's Gainsight? Yeah.
1: So, Gainsight, we um, are a company that's trying to evangelize a new way of, um, of growing a subscription business by putting the customer kind of at the center. And we do it through a uh, business line and a kind of philosophy um, and a function called customer success, which we've spent the last about six years really trying to evangelize and build and, and kind of create industry around. Um, And we announced at the show we're now also getting in the product experience space, so similarly helping product teams understand who their users are and how they're interacting with their feature set, um, enabling them to just build better products that their customers love. So this uh, whole concept of really putting the customer at the center, uh, it sounds uh, like an HR kind of poster (laughs) to put on the wall. We're trying to turn that into a growth lever for
0: companies. And, you know, in terms of the outcome, you have a software product. that does that?
1: We have a software product that helps, uh, again, these two teams really operationalize this um, okay. within their business. Um, but, you know, a lot of what we talked about at Saster is, you know, we've also tried to create the, the movement in the community and help a resource this new community um, uh, to sort of understand kind of how to be great at customer success. What is it? How do we justify investment? How do we, we get our board to care? Um, which, you know, in the early days was the big kind of uh, conversation point. Today, it's actually become a pretty pretty decent function now within, within organizations. Um, and so a lot of that is really thought leadership, brand, uh, yeah. those types of things that um, prototypically I don't think a lot of B2B companies think about in the same sentence as growth, right? It's either yeah. go do the brand community yeah. stuff or spend money on demand gen. Mm-hmm. And We're here to say that the brand stuff actually fueled our growth. Um, which is kind of frankly a big kind of exciting part of the job too.
0: So you've been in Gainsight since the start, is that right?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. so there's like two genesis of the company. Like chapter one, um, Bootstrapped um, in St. Louis, Missouri and Hyderabad, India, um, kind of came out of Host Analytics and another kind of SaaS uh, business. Um, Nick came on as CEO in 2013 and I came on about two months later, having worked with him before. Um, and so I've been there now for six years, um, but when we joined, it was, you know, five to ten customers. It was, the company was called JBARA Software. There really wasn't a lot of uh, the go-to-market um, uh, infrastructure built at the company yet. And so we were, we were the team that came in and said, hey, like, we can either, you know, follow the path of the analyst community and say, hey, yeah. this is a CRM product or proactive customer support or something to that effect. Or we can go build something around this customer success thing that we've been observing. And so that's been sort of the decision point and journey ever since that. been very fortunate to be on.
0: So the your presentation yesterday was, was about the creation of this customer success yeah. category. And it sounds yeah. like you guys were instrumental in that. Yeah. There were already people playing in that space as well? Or was it just something that, you know, just just evolved, and, and yeah. you guys noticed it, and other people noticed the same trend at the same time.
1: Yeah, the, you know, there, there might have been a few other small startups, like startups, like we were at the time. Um, yeah, they were. What there wasn't was an incumbent winner in yeah. that space that said, you know, we are the support system of record, we are the CRM of record, right? There are these companies that come to mind where you're like, they're the, whatever the saying is, 8,000. Pound gorilla or whatever, yeah, in the, that, room. <laughs> in the room, exactly. That didn't exist for us, right. um, so we effectively had to create mindshare, point to pain that people didn't know they had, which in our case was churn, right? Churn, people leaving, yeah. uh, uh, unsubscribing from, from your product, um, and so in that world, it was sort of a thought leadership arms race of sorts, where yeah. all of us were trying to help evangelize and build build this this category. Uh, most of those companies aren't, aren't here anymore. Um, only a couple still are. Um, and I think for us, it's it's been you know both a, a journey of defining the industry, helping to build a stage where the customers can actually help standardize what it means. So it's not just some vendor saying, hey, this yeah. is what customer success means, but if we can help facilitate that discussion, um, that people would think about the company as the category leader. And so that's been kind of the, the execution lever for us over the years is um, – you know, help resource it, uh, help standardize it, um, but also help to grow the, the software kind of business side of it too.
0: So I think in your presentation yesterday, you said that one of the ways you, you did that was educational events. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we'll see it, we'll hear it, um, yeah. but I was in, interested uh, to hear a bit more about how you got started yeah. uh, doing that, because very small team, it was just yes. you doing marketing, yes, Uh, How did you get started?
1: Well, I I am. I I didn't grow up wanting to be an event marketer. I don't know if if (laughs) many many people do. It's (laughs) It's stressful. Yeah, very stressful. I think there's actually a list. Right, it's like the top most stressful jobs in the world, and literally, it's like firefighters, something else, and event Mm marketers. Literally, says event marketers. Um, But when when I started at Gamesite, Nick had observed that there were these groups of customer success managers that would meet around the Bay Area and different offices actually rooms not do dissimilar to this um, and you know there was no production there was nothing but there was this like energy in the room like mm. oh my gosh I'm I'm around other people that are going through the same thing I'm going through yeah. there was this like cathartic sense of like belonging that we what we saw and so he was like he came back from one and said we're gonna go host an, an event I was like great so it's a launch party, startup t-shirts at a, at a bar in San Francisco, right? Like put our card down, that kind of thing. He's like, no, we, we, I want us to go and do an industry event, a conference. And I said, well, I guess got to figure out how to do that. Um, and so we learned a lot along the way, but the idea was basically, can we host an event that had nothing to do with our company, yeah. nothing to do with our product, um, uh, a list of uh, speakers that uh, were engaged with the brand promise. They were engaged with the idea of customer success um, and leverage the strength of our speaker list to basically mm. draw people to come. 300 people came. Um, wow. And so we were very fortunate that we, were, we picked the right kind of community, I think, to really tap into that passion. Um, and that is really what helped form our thinking for everything else we've, we've done since. Yeah. So we've scaled the conference program, but the bigger learning was um, um, leveraging content Um, brand whatever you want to call it community as a means of growing the business and uh, you know we do a lot of the traditional stuff too, the paid media and all that but it's really just amplifying all of that stuff yeah Um, and so that was sort of the aha that we built the entire marketing strategy on top of still kind of work on today
0: fantastic so you know what do you think the the future looks like for you know this space that you guys are in because uh, you know been talking to a few people and they, they say, yeah, well, we want to be, uh, you know, we want to do something similar to Gainsight, but at a lower level. Interesting. Um, yeah, everybody's now slicing and dicing the category. Yeah, yeah. Um, wh- where do you see it going?
1: Yeah, well, the interesting thing is, um, for, we, we didn't talk about this today, uh, this is the, the bonus features of, of our <laughs> session, um, was how do you name a category? Mm. How do you know what to call it? and for us I think it was great because it it created this emotional cord with the audience of course we want to help make our customers successful this makes a lot of sense Um, we didn't name it Salesforce actually came up with the job function that we anchored to yeah Um, but customer success is both a job function that exists but also a strategy at the sort of CEO level that is more business transformation than it is like functional operational uh, you know account management and whatnot Um, so that's actually a little problematic because we've spent a lot of time kind of building this, uh, this community around the function and the organization. But from a you know, business kind of imperative point of view, we think customer success uh, scans across all departments, right? And so we want to think about how do you articulate that story? How do you expand the category you've created mm-hmm. uh, by sort of uplifting, up-leveling those that have sort of been on this journey with you while also telling the sort of CEO story for why this matters. And so we're, t- we're experimenting a lot of different kind of concepts. We're working with some, some firms to help us you know, do some research around it. But I think the core idea is that ultimately in subscription, um, the biggest lever, uh, for companies to be able to grow and, uh, become sustainable in their business model is to make their customers successful, it's yeah. both products that people love to yeah. use. So there's something, churn. <laughs> zero churn, yeah, negative, ne- negative churn, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, good product, uh, usage, consumption, um, those are the things that help you really grow as a subscription business. So I think that's kind of where we're getting to is sort of up-leveling, putting customer success in some other categories in context of the broader growth story.
0: Fantastic. Um, and you were saying just before we started that you haven't always been a marketer. No, no. So uh, how did you get started in marketing?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I found what I love doing, if that, if that helps. But um, my, my first job, actually fresh out of college, was a, uh, to be a recruiter. Uh, for placing software engineers and i showing my age here but I graduated in 2008 uh, which was a terrible time to hire oh, anyone yeah. it was the, the recession and bad uh, career decision right out of the gates um, but I, did, I was successful in the limited time we were there in placing one engineer uh, with a company called Box in Palo Alto and so as that company went as the recruiting business went under um, I called the folks at Box and said hey I get a shot you know, somewhere on your sales floor, I'll, I'll move up, all that sort of thing. So I interviewed, drove up from my home in Los Angeles um, and got the job. And 10 years later, you know, was I still, was still living up here in the Bay Area. Um, and so I was at Box in sales and a business development capacity. I moved to the company that Nick, our CEO, was last at called Live Office, um, again, in business development. We sold that business to Symantec and I joined a, a product team actually, so did kind of a hard right there. I thought I'd be in product <laughs> forever. Um, and then when Nick called me up saying, hey, there's this. I'm going to go do this thing. How do you feel about marketing? I, I honestly had no idea. I was like, I'm going to Wikipedia demand gen and try to sound smart <laughs> here on, on, the, on the interview. Um, but he, you know, he had great faith in me, which is awesome. Um, you know to get a great
0: relationship we had a great relationship yeah. before for sure he needed um, someone he could trust totally
1: totally and you know for me the big challenge as sort of getting into that opportunity at a young age was how do I prove myself how do I deliver value so I certainly put a lot of pressure on myself to, to keep pushing the boundaries of what we were delivering now um, the interesting thing though had I brought in 10 20 years of tenure in marketing I don't know that we would have done some of the crazy ideas that not. that ended up working out because you don't do think conferences. The way. The, you yeah. don't think way. who, who yeah. does a conference? Days they just the say you can't do it. Yeah, we haven't
0: got the budget or the no time. no budget. <laughs> like that's not how
1: it's done. Like I need AdWords. I need to start doing you know some SEO work. So I think running that B two B marketing playbook, Gainset would have been the proactive account management company, right. and I think that has a lot less. Uh, uh, we, we may not have reached our ambition as that company than we are yeah. today, so you know, not just myself, but the team and Nick yeah. and everyone else that really helped kind of champion mm-hmm. the, that, that direction, I think that was something that our first principles-based thinking not having all that experience helped to help benefit us a little bit.
0: Great. So one of the things I was just thinking about was, so you know, you went from being a handful of people mm-hmm. six years ago mm-hmm. uh, and sites. Grown considerably yeah. and obviously you know you're in this role um, how has that role changed in those six years oh my gosh
1: it changes a lot um, early days it was sort of jack-of-all-trades yeah. um, we had a lot of agency support around yeah. us and so I had like outsourced demand gen outsourced um, um, PR stuff to that effect um, and I hired on some of the critical hires we made early was somebody to lead demand gen um, somebody to lead product marketing Um, and an events person. And that was kind of like the team for a very long time. Actually, probably two or three years of the journey. Um, It really wasn't until sort of our next gen, demand gen hire that we brought in, that we said, hey, let's like really scale this. Um, We did it outside of the Bay Area, which was helpful. Um, We uh, brought in the sales development function into the team, and so really, um, you can say chapter one is all about experimenting and trying to figure out what worked. Chapter two then, in kind of a more traditional demand gen motion, was accountability to driving pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's evolved. Now we're so 60 people on the team, right? So the team's grown quite a bit. A lot of sales development. So that makes up probably 20 of the, of the 60, maybe even a little bit more. Um, but the, the job ends up being more aligned to bookings and revenue and brand and some of these things, but I, I don't feel feel that they're disconnected. Mm. Um, and so, our ability to be good partners and sort of servant leaders with our sales team—that's a lot of what the dialogue is today. Um, and so, even though we might still be measured by pipeline uh, creation or pipeline coverage stuff to that effect, yeah. um, you know, we don't win if our, our sales team doesn't win. And so, that's really where a lot of the um, the the new sort of focus on the company is. It's that, and it's you know. We're in the phase of, of driving efficiency in the business. It's less of that experimental phase maybe we had in the early days. So yeah. we're trying to uh, be more efficient on our customer acquisition costs, um, and you know that's that's where we're we're doing a lot of our that's where we're getting kind of a lot of the um, the challenges uh, challenging our our, uh, our skill sets, I suppose, and, and yeah. really pushing us as, as how to do more with less.
0: So what would you say? You know, during that tenure and tenure and the change in in your role uh what do you think you know the the biggest thing that you've learned or or the best insight that you have or or best thing not to do maybe i don't know yeah
1: well i think the best um i think one thing i learned most is like having uh being able to kind of keep your ambition high um stay creative and we, we literally It's not very creative, but we invented the word crambition as something that that (laughs) kind of guides our thinking. Uh, Another way to think about it is sort of, um, we like, uh, uh, we looked at Disney as a reference of like imagineering, like coming up with a crazy idea that you're like, this doesn't make any sense. We can't pull that off. And then finding a way to will it into existence and execute. So the ability to build that muscle of, of dreaming big, but then like gutting it out and finding a way to make it happen, I think that's something that we've sort of picked up over over time. Our biggest challenge, and what we haven't figured out, great, is how to do that efficiently. <laughs> <laughs> like we we filmed rap videos, you know, that have done really well for us. Carpal karaoke, hard to track a lot of the the ROI of some of that stuff. It's it's there, yeah, um, and and we know it's it's valuable, but uh, those are expensive things uh, for us to to do instead of pouring into AdWords or. You know, yeah, own I mean, it's great that, that you've
0: got a, a CEO that you know totally. supports that, that kind of ambition. It wouldn't happen without it. A lot of people would just say, "We can't track this." Yeah, you know, exactly. this, this, this is brand awareness. Totally. Uh, <laughs> who Absolutely. knows what it's gonna? We're very
1: turn we're very lucky to have Nick because he is um, appreciative of what um, being able to sort of take our uh, take who we are as a company, what our culture is, what his his sort of value set is. Um, and find ways to put that on display for, for the world. I think that's, or for the industry at least, um, those things uh, have compounding value. Um, you get folks that, that see that and realize, hey, we want to do business with a company like Gainsight. You know, mm-hmm. They don't take themselves too seriously. or They have a good sense of humor. And by the way, they have a great product and you know, they're working on a very complex problem. Um, but the marriage of those two things, I think helps us accelerate pipe. Uh, Very hard to track, very hard to talk to the CFO about, Um, but I think Nick has that appreciation. And so um, that definitely helps us uh, be crambitious as a marketing
0: team. (laughs) It's a good word. Uh, Anthony, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Paul. appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Anthony. For more info on Gainsight, please visit www.gainsight.com. For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher and YouTube, check out www.47insights.com. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, please get in touch. Until next time.